Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is a recording of the sermon from this past Sunday, from Sunday, October the 4th. Pastor Gary is preaching on the parable of the son of the vineyard owner. It's a confusing and complicated parable, but I think that sometimes when the scripture texts are the most confusing or difficult, that's often when the best sermons result. I think you'll agree that Pastor Gary's sermon from this Sunday is no exception to that rule. So we'll hear now Pastor Gary's sermon from October the 4th. Well, as last week we talked about authority, and, and just in case, you're, you're not quite tracking what was going on last week. Hopefully you did realize that Pastor Nate and I were trying to live out that parable as we talked about authority and what that kind of authority means for our own lives as we talked about the two sons in the vineyard. But now we talk about authority once again. This time hearing this this passage from Isaiah that Sarah read for us that that talks about what God's greatest desire is for the people of God. And as Isaiah is writing this, of course, for the people of Israel, but we understand that, that this is prophecy that's just as real, just as alive for us today. And so we hear this kind of almost mournful cry that comes from God through the prophet Isaiah, talking about all of the things that God had done in the beginning talks about how he had established a a, a vineyard using this metaphor of Israel as a vineyard and everything that he'd done. He built a watchtower, built the wall, took care of the ground. And there at the beginning of of verse 4, we hear God say, what more was there to do? It just feels like there's this sense of there should be so much more that you demanded of me. And God is saying, why? Look at everything I've done. I've done everything for you. And when we think about that in in the history of the people of Israel, we realize that they're just in another cycle. It's a cycle that has been cycling ever since they were brought out of Egypt. As they came out of Egypt, then they grumbled in the wilderness, and then they grumbled that they didn't have uh, any real rulers, so God sent them judges, and then they grumbled every time they felt like they didn't have a strong enough ruler, and then God sent them kings, and then they grumbled about their kings, and then, and then after the reigns of Saul, David, and Solomon, they just ran into periods where they were split apart, and the grumbling was over and over and over again. And what I wondered about all of that is it's so easy when I, when I think this is just the historical people of Israel back in the time of the kings and the prophets. But I wondered, is my life a little bit like this too? Am, am I a person who God has said, what more can I do for you? And I keep thinking that maybe God could do just a little bit more. Am I caught up in the cycle of God looking at me at times and saying, I have given you every blessing to produce wonderful fruits. And on occasion, I am just a cluster of wild grapes that's not really good for much of anything until I finally find my way back to God. And so when we hear Uh, Jesus talking to the people in Jerusalem and he gives this parable 
he's kind of bringing this same imagery back together of the landowner who had the vineyard and uh, expects to receive the produce because he's taking care of everything for the people and instead they want all the power and authority for themselves. They don't want to succumb to any kind of power and authority. So they kill the ones who would have been sent as messengers, and then they even kill the son who could have come and, and blessed them if they would have just allowed that blessing to come through. And instead, what we see is that they don't have a way of understanding all of the blessings that God is trying to provide. And it really hits the, the, the we're told, the chief priests the, and the Pharisees in the midst of all of this because they are, they are the power. They are the, the elite. And they, they understand that Jesus is calling them out. And so often when we talk about parables, then what we want to talk about for ourselves is where do we find ourselves in this parable? You know, do you feel like you're the landowner? Do you feel like you're one of the people who was care, caring for the land but then wanted too much for yourselves? Were you one of them that killed the son and, uh, and, and, and threw the son out thinking you would somehow gain the inheritance? And I got to tell you, a lot of times it's really easy to enter into the parable, but this is a hard one. I mean, it's really hard to look at the people of God and say, where are you in this parable? Did you throw the, the, the servants out and stone them? Did you, did you take Jesus and, and toss him out of the kingdom? Instead, where I'd like you to find yourself in the midst of this whole conversation is at the very end. Because here again, how all of this ended. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard these parables, they realized that Jesus was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest Jesus, but they feared the crowds. People of God, we should be the crowd. We should be the crowd of people who are gathered together saying that these kinds of things won't happen when you fear us. What would it be like if, if, if politicians actually feared the church, feared the fact that we would stand up and say, we will always speak for those who have no voice. We will always reach out to bring comfort to the most vulnerable. We will always be willing to look out for the orphan and the widow the way they exist even in our world today. What if the church chose to be a strong enough voice that no power or authority would dare say something that would go against God's best desire for those who are most vulnerable. That nobody in authority would try to exercise a power that would, that would degrade others because they know that the church would rise up and not only defend them, but support them and comfort them. If we are to find our way into this parable, the church needs to become a crowd, a crowd of voices who will not rest un until we hear with the end of that prophecy from Isaiah where God expects justice and God expects righteousness. And too often in our world, we're seeing bloodshed and we're seeing people crying and the church needs to speak. We need to be those people 
who have an authority that is so powerful that somebody would say, I would not dare propose a law that would go against the most vulnerable in our society because the church would rise up. I will no longer even think about trying to gain a power that would create injustice because the church will rise up. People of God, God is asking us for righteousness to find a way to grow into this relationship as the church that God has established for us. That will only happen if we find that God is the only authority for our lives. It will only happen if we realize that God speaking through the prophets and scriptures continues to draw us into a world that God wants us to lead, that wants the church to be the place where people go to understand justice and righteousness. People of God, find yourself in this parable. You are the crowd. You are the crowd of people who have an authority that no one would dare cross because our authority from God can be carried to the world where justice and righteousness become the true law of the day. Amen.